This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, or you can call me Foo, and name of the podcast. And today I have the founder of Boris, Kyle Van Borist. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Kyle, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun. We talked a little bit prior, and I think this is going to be something really good. So to kick things off, uh, can you give the audience, a uh, quick introduction about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I run a company called Avoris. Traditionally, before my career, I ran uh, inside sales teams for a lot of software companies. So most of my background is running teams that sell software to other businesses, so B2B SaaS companies primarily. And now my organization works with usually earlier stage companies that sell business to business, and we help them build a repeatable sales process. So everything from hiring and putting systems in place to help uh, have a consistent pipeline being generated by your sales team. Awesome. I like it. I like it. You came from like, okay, I'm doing sales. I mastered this. I want to take control of my life. Let me just do it myself. And that way I can have more control. And you seem to not, oh, just do sales and that's it. It's more like the systems, the training, the hiring, the everything. So I, I like, I really like that. <laughs> well, I think it's a great way to get into entrepreneurship for anybody is you should learn a skill first. And then as you've developed a certain level of expertise and you understand how these things work, then you can start teaching other people how to do it. And that's a very easy way to get out of working a traditional job and start working for yourself. So, so yeah. So what I'm getting is that obviously like I, I agree with that learn a high income skill, right? And then go and, and you know, after you you feel like, okay, I have the, the knowledge and then I want to take uh, the journey. You already have a high income skill and you build around that. So in, in, in on that note, uh, so like your, your main focus um, is, is to, to, to come to companies and then like kind of like restructure everything or, or what, how would you call like that main focus that you go in, into a company and do? So it depends. So some companies are building a sales team for the very first time and we'll come in, we help them uh, figure out what type of salespeople to hire, who should you be targeting if you're doing cold outreach or how you should be managing your inbound leads and what should your tail sales team look like? Should you have SDRs? Should you have AEs? How many activities should they be doing? Other companies, they have a team already that's not meeting their expectations. And then we'll come in, we'll identify some of the bottle gaps, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the bottlenecks in the process and we'll help solve those uh, those problems with them. So I would consider our organization probably either in the advisory or consulting space. We have a very structured program to help them get to um, whatever the results they're looking for, which is typically a revenue target. But ultimately, it comes down to how do you build a team that's going to be able to generate consistent results for you that you can rely on. And that's really the world that we live in. So, so why... Why do you start it? So initially, obviously, like because you have the skill to start this business, but then in why, why did you went into sales and SaaS first? Like, what was the thing that pushed you to like look SaaS and sales, or was it you stumble upon it? Like, how, why, what, why, why that? 
Why sauce well, itself? Yeah, it's a good question. I absolutely stumbled upon it. It was an accident. Uh, I was pretending, I'd say I was pretending to go to college. So I was going to a junior college and uh, my real passion was stand-up comedy. So I actually dropped out of college and I did stand-up. And, um, you know, from when I started stand-up to when I stopped, I had been doing stand-up around five years. And what happened was I got a job selling gym memberships at a local gym and I turned out to be pretty good at it. It was great because I could work at the gym during the day. And then at night I would do stand-up. And what happened was my boss at the gym ended up going to a company called Intuit. So they make QuickBooks and TurboTax. And he said like, hey, I can get you an interview over here. I can't guarantee you they'll hire you. You're also kind of supposed to have a college degree. But I think if you do really well on the cold call, then they'll give you a shot. So that's what happened. I went, I did a mock cold call. I did pretty well at it. I practiced a ton beforehand and they gave me a chance. And I was an SDR doing cold calls there, got promoted to an account executive. I ended up writing a book on how to be an effective uh, sales development rep, which is the role that cold calls, send cold emails, et cetera. <clears throat> that book went on to be an Amazon bestseller. I started running uh, SDR teams and then inside sales teams. And that's how I my career really got launched off. But yeah, absolutely totally by accident. I I love it. I love it. And I think what I got from, from that story was first you're doing stand-up comedy. When you're doing stand-up comedy, you're fearless. Like you, cause you can't have fear because you right. are in front there like almost like either making a fool of yourself or, or making a fool of a story or something, but right. It's, it's a setting that you can't have fear. So I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, you took that, like, I don't have fear. I'm standing comedy. Then, okay, I'm going to go into sales. Cause the only reason to not go into sales, it's, it's because of like that fear about asking people money and all of these different sure. things. But if you don't have that fear, right? Like, is that, is that correct? Am I correct there? Yeah, I'll add a little nuance here. I don't know if it's the absence of fear. It's being able to manage that fear. How do you behave when you are nervous to do something? Because there's plenty of times where you're on stage, your first joke bombs, and you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> this is going to be terrible. It doesn't feel good. It's incredibly uncomfortable. But if you're able in the face of fear to actually be able to accomplish things that you say you're going to accomplish, usually you're going to be successful. I rarely come across somebody who has the ability to perform under pressure who isn't able to reach a level of success i absolutely love that and i cannot agree more with that because i talk about this differently and i guess i didn't put two and two together there but thanks for that's why i ask you like is it that and it's not being fearless it's it's being able to operate when you're like when under pressure like oh my god like i i something is happening like I, this is it's in, and be able to operate from that level um, it's, it's, it's tough. And when you be able to do that, then, you know, like you said, like, that's how you can be successful. If you can put up, uh, with, with failures, with, with a bomb, like, you know, a, a, a joke bombing or stuff like that, it'll be basically yeah. like a mini failure. Right. So that's, right. um, I can add something real quick here that I think is important for people to realize is when you are under pressure and you feel like your back's against the wall, what often happens with people is you have two ways to respond to it. One way is you're the person that doubles down and, and is comfortable under that pressure and is willing to execute and, um, you know, perform very well under that pressure. And you double down, you say, look, it doesn't matter if I'm able to achieve my goal or not just because I'm afraid, I'm not going to let that stop me from trying. And I'll give a hundred percent effort, even at the risk of not accomplishing what I'm, I'm looking to accomplish. The other option is you actually give 50% effort. You go, I'm really nervous here. Let me just do 50% effort. And I'll guarantee that I actually fail. That's guaranteed because I'm only giving 50% effort. But when I fail, at least I can say I didn't try. 
And a lot of people choose that option because it protects their ego. And what I find is the people are the most successful, the ones that are able to put their ego aside, risk the failure, and they typically have a lot better results long-term. Even if they didn't uh, succeed that one time, the next time, the third time, the fourth time, they end up figuring it out because they have that core fundamental belief that if I risk failure, and I put everything on the line, I will be able to accomplish something great, even if they've had that experience and, and ended up failing. That is that is that were some strong words right there. Um, thanks, thanks for for sharing that. And I never thought about like that. Like, okay, like you either do fifty percent or you do it like all, um, all in. And 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 you're right about the the people that are successful is the people that just just went one hundred percent, fail, try again, fail, try again. Like it's it's gonna happen. Like if there's anybody in the audience here that is just thinking about entrepreneurship or just kind of starting out, they haven't even got their feet wet that much yet. Um, you will fail at times. Like there's only the few, very, very few lucky ones that get out, they get lucky and, and something just pops quick. And then still after that, things can happen. So like right. it, it's something that is, is as an entrepreneur, it's something that I've learned and I, I hate losing and, and and feeling like I'm failing is like losing. So it's, I, I have to rewire my brain to, to then it's like, oh, this is part of you will, you're winning re, in the big picture. You're just not like, you doesn't feel like it right now, but it's like, I have to commit completely. And that's what I'm doing. Like I'm taking risk. I'm doing as much as I can look at just starting a doing being, becoming a, a podcast host. Like when I didn't have any experience I, I, in my second language and all those things. Right. But I'm just going, I love it now. And I've been able to communicate so much better. So I completely resonate with that. That's awesome. <laughs> So let's go to an advice. Do you have any advice for uh, business owners in general or to your younger self if you were to restart? Yeah, I mean, uh, back to what we were talking about earlier is I think having some kind of marketable skill is really important. Uh, oftentimes we glorify entrepreneurship and the reality is it's not a lot of glory. <laughs> you get there at cer a certain point, but especially early on, there's a lot of ups and downs and challenges, and it takes a really strong mindset to be able to get through all of that. And if you have a core expertise that you can fall back on, which helps you build your business, that is incredibly helpful. So for me, it's sales. I understand sales very well. I understand how to run sales teams. So when things get tough, I know at the very least I can go and get more customers right? Which is a nice skill to have. And if you don't have that kind of expertise, it becomes really challenging to be an entrepreneur because you're going to run into things that are new to you, that you're going to have to learn and figure out, and you're going to be able to do it. But then as your company starts growing and things become more complicated, it becomes a lot more difficult. So I would focus first on having some kind of skill that you're uniquely good at, or at least you're in the top 1% of people that you know at, because that's a really a good foundation for building a real business. I, I completely agree. And I, I might not, might miss some, but you know, some of, of what I have on top of my head, sales, super powerful. You, you learn how to sell, then you can, you will always have a job. I mean, you can always oh, yeah. make money because you know how to sell, just, you, you can just, pick the vehicle and then sell, right? Right. Uh, right. Copywriting, powerful one. You'd be able, because that's like, it's selling that's with right. words. <laughs> yeah. It's selling yeah. with words. Uh, and so th those two things uh, are really, for me, that are like the biggest. And then if you're able to be very savvy with like design 
in marketing too in general right like marketing obviously right. is a very big thing but then if you're good at, at maybe getting attention uh through social media a certain way or or get or getting attention from people through messaging like right like it's just having something that you either are able to get attention are able to to ge just generate more money with money too is obviously that like investing and that that takes discipline so there's different skills obviously i just kind of wanted to mention some of them right there so yeah <laughs> just uh i'm 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 gonna go to my next question which is you have a challenge that could be as recent as yesterday or or when you were starting out this journey that taught you something that you think is worth sharing with the audience yeah well the ton you know you you learn stuff every single day i feel like but definitely week over week you're learning a lot of things and the truth is everyone's entrepreneur journey is very different and you can meet with a lot of uh mentors people have been around the block for a long time and they're going to be able to give you advice and then you'll meet with another mentor they'll give you totally different advice so it it, it becomes difficult when you're growing a company because you need to be able to rely on certain people that you also need to be able to make decisions yourself. And I can share a real story of um, some difficult times we went through about a year ago, where in one month, we, month, we lost 40% of our revenue, which is a really big deal, especially when you have a lot of people in the organization, you have to, you know, you're, you're paying, um, paying people, they rely on you to, uh, for them to be able to support their families. It's a really big deal. So we had a month where we lost 40% of our revenue scary i mean talk about not being able to sleep we couldn't you know we, we didn't have enough um we were in the red all of a sudden right now one thing you learn uh, you know, as you start a business is sometimes something happens but the effects of it you don't feel for three months because you still are collecting on some cash of the customers right so especially if you're in b2b like there's usually a delay from when you get payments so when this happened it was really intense and we felt a lot of urgency and we knew that we're not going to feel the effects of that for three months down the line because of accounts receivable and whatnot. So immediately we kick into sales mode, which is what you do when you lose a bunch of customers. And um, what we did was we uh, pulled the whole servicing team. There's three people on the servicing team. There's myself. Um, and we just started prospecting every day, doing cold outreach, just cold calls, cold emails, messaging people on LinkedIn. And uh, within two weeks, we got 50% of the revenue back within uh, two months, we were further than we were before. And a lot of that revenue that we got back came from our outbound efforts. So sometimes you have to do things you're not comfortable doing and you need other people on your team to be on board to be able to help you. And I feel like if I didn't have mentors who taught me to be a little bit more transparent, I could have tried to hide that fact and not get the servicing team involved, which would have been a big mistake. So we ended up being able, we ended up being okay. And it actually worked even better than maybe if it didn't happen. And we learned a lot from that, especially with accounts receivable. At this point, I think we had 150 grand in accounts receivable and we just had a problem collecting on it. So you learn a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and then you lose some customers, you realize, oh, I need to collect cash. And now our accounts receivable is much, much lower. So you end up fixing certain problems that come up, but sometimes you need a little kick in the ass before you do that. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's, yeah, for me has been like roller coaster. Uh, so I understand that. And, and we've been, uh, like that, like, okay, everybody team meeting this is what we got to do. We just got to sell. We just got to go right. And, and, and finding like the right, that's why very important to have a, a good support group, a good team that you can rely on. And, and that's something my, my, my priorities, uh, right now are, are very like solidifying my foundation of my branding and my team. 
So then like, it's just putting fuel to the fire because I right. know that the capabilities that we have in the capabilities that we have are amazing. So it's just making sure that if we want to you know, be like seven, eight figure and uh, in, in on, right? Uh, we want to have something legendary, something that is actually full of impact. Uh, for that, we have to have a very uh, unified uh, vision that we're all working towards it. And we all like taking care of each other, keeping each other accountable. It, that's why culture, it's it's so important. So that's that's uh, my priority right now, because I, kn- I know what the work that we can do. It's just it's just being able to be unified so that way that doesn't that we stay efficient and then the customer experience they're like they feel like so great because of the culture is so great. Oh I I I agree yeah. with that that was impressive for you to be able to to have the, the team to be able to to pull that off too. It's like damn 40% off let, let uh, the revenue, let's go uh boss of the wall and outbound and, and just do what you, whatever we need to do and and got it so I'm, I'm 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 happy that you you're able to do that that's that's very impressive yeah and shout out to the team right the team really rallied and we all worked together we set an hour in our calendar we all hopped on we would do prospecting together and it's important to have some good people around you and to go back to something we talked about earlier sales being one of my core competency was really helpful in um in that situation and that's why a lot of young folks that have interest in entrepreneurship i recommend them going getting a sales job and spend at least four or five years in sales and you're going to learn so much and when it comes time for you to create your own your own business you're going to know the most important part which is how to get customers because so many people struggle with that but if you're in sales come second nature mm-hmm. completely agree seems like that's a very uh repeatable thing but i guess is hopefully you know people are listening to this they get like sales 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 right uh if you keep listening to it it's because it's super important so uh that's that's something that i recommend too i mean if i if 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 you have to get a job uh and you want to learn higher income skills go get a sales job and start 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 low keep high like you did right like you cold call you practice this you killed it you got in inside here now you learn all this and now look, you have your own thing going on because of it, because you took that that chance and you took it seriously, which is a big thing. Not just, yeah. not, not try, do, go. Even right. if you fail, you fail. Okay, but, but like you said, just go 100% and yeah, fail, absolutely. but you know, <laughs> yeah, like that, this, this is, this is, this is being very powerful. Uh, you're very good at, at articulated and, and the things that you've said have been, I've been very powerful. I know that there's gonna be people like damn that that's those stories are like wow, like they're that's impressive. And and he he did it, like you know, we can do it too, right? So that that's that's the thing that I like about this is we're all humans where there's things happening, and and it's the only thing is like we, we're taking imperfect action, we're taking risk, we're going, right? If you're not in the entrepreneurial journey, but you want to, they just have to accept that, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um just um the last last thing or last two things is um I wanna I wanna get what do you think are like the biggest takeaways based on this conversation? Could be something that maybe you didn't you didn't say yet or just kind of wanna emphasize something based on this conversation. Yeah, I think the big one is if you're early in your entrepreneur journey or before you even start a company, think about what skills that are going to be able to help you when you do create a company because you don't have to create one now. 
can create one in a couple of years, not a big deal. Like people put a lot of urgency on when you create a business, it doesn't matter. You create it whenever you want. You know, the market is going to be there, I promise you. So I usually encourage people to learn something that's going to help you, whether it be marketing, whether it be sales, right? Learn something that's going to help you when you actually start your company. And if you already have a company and maybe your sales organization, or if you're running all the sales yourself, maybe it's not going as well as you want to. Well, there's a reason why it's because you don't understand or you're not competent enough to run a sales org or to do the sales yourself. And good thing for you, that's a learnable skill. We weren't born knowing how to sell. So if you can take some time and really focus on improving your craft as a salesperson, how you structure your sales process, how you measure your salespeople's performance, what you're going to find is you're going to be a lot more successful and they're going to be a lot more consistent as well. Because a lot of times entrepreneurs, we get anxiety around revenue and, and new sales is a big driver of that. So having that kind of competency is, I think, really important. Definitely. That's, I, I, I accepted the fact when I was starting out I started like investing on learning the skills first. So I started learning about lead generation, uh, SEO and PR. So then, and then PR was the thing that really stand out the most for me. That's why I committed to PR and I, I created a PR firm, but, uh, from learning the skills first of, okay, I have something of value. I learned the skills. Now the next thing was like, oh, I, I know how to do things. Now I need to know how to sell it. Right. Yeah. And I prioritize that. So I just gained the skill uh, on, on how to do like lead generation, the CEO and PR. And then I was okay. I have the skills. I committed to PR. This is what my one thing I started creating my avatar, but now it's like, okay, I have all these things. Now I just got to go and sell, right. You got to right. go on a prospect, got to follow up, how to, how to talk to people. Because I thought that because I am a social person, I thought that, well, I talk to people all the time to strangers and everything. So like, you know, like sales should be easy. No, it's not. It's it's completely different. It's not a normal conversation for sure. And that's something that I started learning about that. And actually it helped me to become a better communicator in life now, because now you learn how to say more with less words and be more impactful on on every word that you say. So that's, that's, that's my, my two cents on that part. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I totally agree. Yeah. So, uh, last thing would be i know that's gonna be a lot of people saying you know what like he looks cool he seems like to know about sales maybe i they need sales i know the many ways that they can be interested in you so how can people find you uh, you can find me I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you look up Kyle Van Voris on LinkedIn, uh, our website is voris.com. That's V-O-U-R-I-S.com. Uh, we have a ton of free content on there about how to build sales teams, how to write scripts, or we have a YouTube channel with a ton of videos on how to cold call, how to send cold email. So you see a lot of content there. If you want to dive in, even if you never talk to me, you can find a lot of free content on our website and on our YouTube that I think will point you in the right direction. Perfect. Yeah, that's 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 the best the best thing uh, of, and that's why I like the podcast too. Because is, you know, you don't you don't have to even talk to me. You don't have to become a client. I'm putting content out there. I'm putting content right. through publications, to podcasts, to TV events. So just if you want to learn without having to even try to get on a call or feel like you're like, oh, like I, I'm not want to even do PR right now. I don't even know right. if I want to, right? There's content right. there. So I'm, I'm glad that that you you have that you're like, and I, and I, you know, I saw your website, very clean and everything. So um, definitely 
it's it's enjoyable and aesthetically pleasing. So like, you know, just go check it out and and, and learn a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah, just go look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. So uh, thank you for taking the time uh, to come here. I think this was, was a very good conversation. Uh, you know, can ne- we can never talk enough about sales. So it, it's, it's something that like it's, for but I've done it so many times and I still learning, right? Like I mean, I've I've been in this like just a little over two years. So obviously it's not like oh, I've done it 20 years. And even if you've done it 20 years, like there's always things happening and changing and, and, and the priorities of people and the markets and, and everything. Right. So you know, as long as you're a student forever and you're serious about uh sales and developing high income skills and adding value to people, the entrepreneur journey will be for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, so uh, this was Kyle and Fu signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.